online and I know it can be a little overwhelming. So I appreciate you guys choosing to be here with us. Uh, our hearts are our final destination. So if that's not where you're going, I would suggest you get off this plane uh, right now. All right, so I didn't see anybody leave, so I assume. So just uh, especially for those of you who might be joining us for the first time, a couple of logistical things. I will speak for about 10 to 15 minutes. Hillary will come on and lead you all in a guided meditation to kind of help ground those words uh, deeper into your being and maybe give you something also to practice during the week. Um, so it's, uh, we'll be recording it. So in case you don't really want to listen carefully <laughs> during this live call, you can always listen to it again. And obviously we'd love you to share it with other people. Um, what else? So I just want to remind you that if you want to send us comments or feedback or, um, or you have suggestions of topics you would like us to cover in the future, or there's particular issues you're having that you would like us to discuss, then please send us a, an email, a Facebook message, a, a carrier pigeon or a smoke signal or whatever, you know, whatever floats your boat. Um, I'm, I'm such a high tech guy, I'm sure I'll get the message. The other thing is we're offering to anybody and everybody, if you want a one-on-one -on -one phone call, a support, a reminder, some encouragement, just, uh, just someone to listen, as you vent, or, you know, whatever it is, we would love to do that for you. So just send us a message about that. Okay, so welcome to Shelter from the Storm. And our whole premise for these Friday meetings is that there is a shelter from the storm. Not only the storm of what's going on out there, but the storm of what's going on up here. Anybody have a storm going on up here? Just nod, thumbs up. Yeah, so, and a lot of you don't or saying no, and I would like to think it's because of these Friday calls. So again, I'm gonna take credit for that too. <laughs> and I'm hoping you've been doing some of this work and I'm hoping you have less of a storm up here because if you have been doing this work, I think maybe you would agree that there is a shelter from the storm always, and that's right here in our heart. I don't know why this is all easier for dogs I don't know why I'm talking about dogs, maybe because I just saw one. Maybe it's because their heart and their brains are on the same horizontal plane. I don't know, maybe it's more of a challenge for us because we're upright, but the reason we want to find our heart, and by the way, no matter what we're doing or not doing right now, I still think that finding our heart and accessing our heart and engaging our heart is probably the most important and most practical thing we can be doing right now. Because as soon as our heart is connected to our head, as soon as we're engaged, as soon as we've accessed our heart meaning, as soon as we've managed to get ourselves into some state of uh, something like gratitude or love or joy or peace or compassion, then we've instantly become smarter, we've become more resilient, we've become much more easy to see a bigger picture, we are much more interested in solutions all of a sudden than just dwelling on the problem. We are much, much easier, or much, we have much easier access to our core values, to our beliefs. You know, everything we believed three months ago, I'm hoping everybody still believes now. And, and I'm still hoping that you can make choices based on those beliefs, but it's really hard to do that when our head is flying solo. Everybody put two thumbs up if you know what I'm talking about. 
Okay, so we have a beautiful ally right there, 18 inches below where we've been tending to hang out. <laughs> and as soon as we realize we're up here, which generally is pretty easy because we're either in judgment or worry or fear or something, then we can tell ourselves there's, there's something else. There's another choice. There's another place I could put my attention, my focus. And that is your heart. Your heart is the shelter from the storm. Your heart can be an island of peace in your soul that's always there for you to return to and hopefully start spending more and more time there. Okay? We okay so far? Right. So in my experience, before I ever have a hope of going to my heart, I first have to deal with my head. <laughs> I, I have to at least be, a, uh, be aware of what's going on up there. And I have to sometimes examine what's going on up there and question what's going on up there. Because here, here is the principle. Ready? There's an old spiritual saying it says it's never about what it's about. And so an, another way of saying that is we don't react to what's going on. We react to what we're thinking about what's going on. Do I need to repeat that? It's our thoughts and our feelings that we tend to react to and that tend to lead us down suffering sort of paths. Not so much what's going on. I'm not saying that what's going on right now is wonderful or good. I'm just saying that there's always two ways of looking at what's going on. There's always choices we have about where we go and how we look at what's going on and how we respond to what's going on. And we're going to make a much better choice of how to respond if we can engage our heart. So we first have to pay attention to what's going on up here. And the reason we have to pay attention is because you and I probably have very well-grooved patterns of thinking in our mind, and they're so well-grooved that we don't, we're not even aware of them anymore. We, we haven't inquired. We haven't looked into it. We, we've told ourselves the same stories about a lot of things since we were two years old. So at this point, when, that's, when we start telling ourselves that story, we're not even awake enough. It's like a lullaby. <laughs> We, we tend to tell ourselves or sing ourselves these lullabies and we're not aware that we're stuck in our head or we're not aware of where we are in our consciousness because of that story, okay? So I'd like to share with you a tool that I use and I stole it from Byron Katie. So if you're interested in this work, it's from a book that she wrote called Loving What Is. And that might sound like a very tough goal right now to love what is. But let's start with at least accepting what is. <laughs> let's start with at least acknowledging what is so we can actually get grounded enough to make it work. That's what her work is about. It's about inquiring into the stories we tend to tell ourselves, especially the ones that we fall asleep to as soon as we start telling us these stories. Everybody all right so far? Okay, so her work is essentially just asking ourselves a series of questions, and we want to do this as soon as we realize we're triggered, we're stressed, we're overwhelmed, we're worried, we're in fear, we're in judgment. 
any of those things instead of judging ourselves for those or trying to blame them on somebody or something or on ourselves can be signals to us that we are our heads are flying solo and there is there is another story around here someplace other than the one we're telling ourselves okay so the first question is can i be absolutely certain that what i am telling myself right now is true that's question number one. And I could save you a lot of time by telling you that the answer to that question is always no. <laughs> but it's really actually valuable to work through the process. So here, I'm going to give you a few things to help you get to that no. Okay? Number one, if the word should appears anywhere in your thought process, the answer is automatically no. <laughs> like, like, this shouldn't be or shouldn't. Okay, so like this shouldn't be happening, or the government should be doing a better job, or this should be that, or this shouldn't be that. The answer to that is absolutely no, because as Byron Katie would say, if it should, it would. <laughs> and if it shouldn't, it wouldn't. So if it shouldn't, it isn't. All right? What is, is what is. And again, we're not asking you to like what is. We're just asking you to acknowledge what is and asking that question, can I be absolutely certain that it's true? The other reason the answer is no is because most of the time what we're asking about is not necessarily the thought, but what we're making it mean. What are we making this thought mean? Oh, the government should be doing a better job. So obviously I think that means that the government sucks or the government's trying to hurt me or the government, and all this might be true, <laughs> but it's not true. And we certainly can't be certain that it's true. Or I'll give you a better example, even though it's hypothetical. My dad only hit me like two or three times when I was a kid and it was only under direct orders from my mom. He was like the executioner. She was the judge and he didn't argue with her. So a few times, She'd say, hit him, and he'd hit me. Okay, but let's assume he hit me all the time. Let's say he, is, he made a habit of hitting me. I easily, at this point in my life, could be making that mean that he didn't love me. Okay? Can I be absolutely certain that it's true? Just because he hit me? No. I mean, that might have been how he got love. <laughs> right? I mean, you understand what I'm saying. Yes, everybody nod. Okay, so sometimes in order to get more quickly to the no, we might have to ask ourselves, what am I making this mean? And then we can almost certainly say no to most of the things we're making things mean because you and I have been making things mean the same thing since we were two years old. <laughs> and it's not necessarily true, okay? So once we get to our no, and if you're having any difficulty with any of this, please write to me and we can go over it more slowly, okay? The next question, once I realize that what I'm telling myself may not be true, the next question is, how do I feel when I believe it's true? And, and you need to answer that question. I feel disempowered, I feel triggered, I feel small, I feel hopeless, I feel helpless, I feel overwhelmed, whatever it is, you're just, you're just being analytical about this. And then the last question is, how would I feel if I didn't believe this was true? I'd feel better. <laughs> I'd feel 
free. I'd feel more hopeful. I'd feel I, whatever it is. Just tell yourself, just remind yourself. Okay? Because the whole idea about this is it's not the lullaby that you've been telling yourself that's really the problem. It's the fact that you haven't looked into it. You haven't inquired. You haven't questioned it, again, since you were two years old. So let's start questioning it. And it's just about making it so the next time that thought pops into your head, it's not going to lull you to sleep. It's going to get your attention. It's just about getting your attention so you could put your attention maybe on your intention. I don't think anybody's holding an intention right now to be triggered, overwhelmed, or helpless. Yes? Isn't that true? Okay, so in order to get to our intentions, we probably have to put our attention on them, which means we have to pull it off wherever we were pulling our attention before. And again, if I touch the hot stove, the next time I walk past it, I'd probably pay attention to it, right? I'd probably pay a lot of attention to it and make sure that didn't burn me again. So it's the same thing with these thoughts. You know, they're little hot stoves. So next time, if I've done this work, it's not going to take me by surprise so much. It's not going to put me to sleep. And I will be able to remember and use whatever tools I have, which are many, to, to access my heart. And the most important thing about this and about any work and about any of the tools, certainly that we share here, is that you may have to do it more than once. I, I'm sorry about that. But none of this work works unless we do it in the moment. And if you're like me, I can sometimes say, well, I just did this 20 seconds ago. Why do I have to do it again? Or, or you know, it's, it's like tiring or whatever it is. Let's just make an intention or a commitment right now to not let the fact that we just did it stop us from doing it again. Because every time we do it, Every single time we make the shift from head to heart, every time we make the shift from appearance to the truth that we hold deepest in our being, it's like we're leaving a trail of breadcrumbs, Hansel and Gretel, you German. Thank you for that story. It's like we're leaving a trail of breadcrumbs back to our heart. So it gets easier and easier and easier and easier and one day we may find that we don't have to work so hard to get back everybody take a deep breath everybody give themselves a silent round of applause or at least it'll be silent for me for all the choices you've been making all the work you've been doing all the ways you've been showing up and especially for loving me <laughs> Hillary will be right with you to lead you in a meditation. I will see you all next week. Have the best week ever. Bless you. So, a lot of words, a lot of good words, though, but we're going to process them through getting quiet. So, I invite you now to just settle in right where you are. Closing your eyes, your hand on your heart if that's what you need to get quiet. Taking a cleansing breath. 
in your mind's eye, seeing those seven steps, those ancient steps taking you down into the earth. Each step taking you a little deeper into within. And at the bottom of the seventh step, you enter through the heart-shaped door into the sanctuary of your heart. And there is instant peace, instant calm, And you settle down into this place of power. You settle down the place of earth that beckons you. And right in front of you, you notice there's a seed just lying on the ground. And that part of you that is compassionate and nurturing reaches out towards the seed and knows that you have to plant it in the ground in order for it to survive. And so you do that, just pushing it into the ground in front of you, into the warm ground. Because you are in the sanctuary of our, your heart now. And you feel oneness with all life. You feel how that seed feels to be pushed into the earth, into that sanctuary of the earth, feeling the warmth of the earth around it. And you instinctively know that this seed, this seed of life that perhaps is representing you needs some water to continue to thrive. And so you reach over to the running creek or the pond next to you and you scoop some water with your hands just sprinkle that life-giving water on the seed you feel how that feels to accept this life-giving energy and instantly shoots are running out of the seed down into the ground, rooting it in the ground, absorbing everything it needs from the earth. And shoots are bursting out of the earth towards the sun. Green leaves are bursting out of the shoots, absorbing the sun. Everything this plant needs to survive, to thrive, is right here. Just opening up to that power, feeling how that feels. You are this young seedling, green, growing, glowing. Everything within you 
reaching out to the life all around it, drawing forth whatever you need to survive and beyond that to thrive. There are no doubts, no worries, only a deep abiding trust that innate life within you aligning to the universal intelligence all around you. Helping you grow. Helping you bloom. So you affirm deep within me is everything I need to grow, to flourish, to thrive, to grow into myself and be what I already am. So right here, right now, we are willing You're willing to trust in that, opening up to this knowing more and more, being that seedling as it grows and there's storms of rain and wind. Sometimes maybe there's a drought. That seedling just trusts continuing to reach out, to bloom, to grow and thrive. Trusting, being free in that trust, in the silence.
from the sanctuary of our heart, we look at this plant. It is glowing with vitality, glowing with radiant life. We reach out to it. Dig into the earth, taking it out of the earth. And we bring that plant into our heart, where it melts into our heart. And we thank this seedling for showing us how to be in this world, how to trust, how to open up to the life within. how to glow and grow perfectly aligned with the life all around us, knowing how to weather the storms, how to be in sync with the cycles of the seasons. So we carry this plant's gift within our hearts, wherever we go, Returning to it whenever we need to. Coming back to this knowing, this trust, this freedom. From within, we are each able to harvest this life energy. Bringing all that we need for the moment, for renewal, for self-healing, for wisdom and clarity to know what's ours to do. And so we affirm, we are radiant health. We are life. And we are ready to step forward into the day with the gifts of the plant within us, with trust and freedom as our constant companions of choice through the day. And we give thanks that no one and nothing can take this away from us. We are free. Today is a good day. So it is, as we see it and hold it for ourselves, each other, all those we love and care about, and all beings on this beautiful planet. I invite you to stay with this energy as long as you choose. Coming back when you're ready into the world, thriving, being the light that you are. Namaste.